morning, St. Michael's. Will you stand? We're just so grateful to be back together. Lord, I just pray that you would bless everyone that's here, everyone that's watching. Just pray for our world right now, Lord. Just bring your peace. Send me a place, send me a place, till it's all that I know. Send me a place, send me a place, and I'll never grow cold. Send me a place, send me a place, till it's all that I know. Send me a place, send me a place, and I'll never grow cold. Breathe! Come and breathe on the coals of my heart. Let your fire start. Breathe. Come and breathe on the coals of my heart. Keep me burning. Breathe. Come and breathe on the coals of my heart. Let your fire start. Breathe. Come and breathe on the coals of my heart. Send me a place, send me a place with a single love session. Send me a place, send me a place with an endless passion. Send me a place, send me a place with a single love session. Send me a place, send me a place with an endless passion. Breathe. Come and breathe on the coals of my heart. Let your fire start. Breathe. Come and breathe on the coals of my heart. Keep me burning. Breathe. Come and breathe on the coals of my heart. Let your fire start. Breathe. Come and breathe on the coals of my heart. Breathe. Come and breathe on the coals of my heart. Let your fire start. Breathe, come and breathe on the coals of my heart. Keep me burning. Breathe, come and breathe on the coals of my heart. Let your fire start. Breathe, come and breathe on the coals of my heart. Wildfire, burn brighter deep inside my heart. Consume me, rage through me. I want all you.
Blessed be God, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Blessed be His kingdom, now and forever. Almighty God, you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Jesus said the first commandment is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. As we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against You in thought, word, and deed. By what I have done and by what I have left undone. I have not loved You with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry and I humbly repent. For the sake of Your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me that I may delight in Your will and walk in Your ways to the glory of Your name. Amen. Lord, grant You absolution, remission of all Your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of His Holy Spirit. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God on high, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. We praise Thee, we bless Thee, we worship Thee, we glorify Thee, we give Thee for Thee for Thy great glory. O Lord God, Heavenly King, God the Father Almighty, O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sitteth at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For Thou only art holy, Thou only art the Lord. Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray together the Colette. Almighty God, on, on this day you open the way of eternal life to every race and nation by the promised gift of your Holy Spirit. Shed abroad this gift to the world by the preaching of the gospel, that it may reach to the ends of the earth through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. You may be seated for the lessons.
This morning's first lesson comes from the Acts of the Apostles, beginning in chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues, as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men, from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused, because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, Whatever could this mean? Others, mocking, said, They are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maidservants I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of that great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of the Lord. Please stand for the reading of the psalm. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 104, beginning in verse 24. Responsively, is it by the asterisk or the whole verse? Asterisk, there we go. I didn't know if we had it, sorry. Psalm 104, beginning in verse 24. O Lord, how manifold are your works! This great and wide sea, in which are innumerable teeming things, there the ships sail about. These all wait for you. What you give them, they gather in. You hide your face, they are troubled. You send forth your spirit, they are created. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. He looks on the earth and it trembles. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. May my meditation be sweet to him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. 
and will be forever. You may be seated. This morning's second lesson comes from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 12, beginning with verse 3. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greek, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one Spirit. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. John. Glory be to thee, O Lord. St. John chapter 7, beginning in verse 37. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise be to you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. Am I allowed to walk around today, or am I stuck back? Right, okay. <laughs> Gosh, it's good to be back in church with all of you, and I see uh, faces of my long-lost dear friends. <laughs> well, how providential that we should come together on Pentecost to relaunch our active services here at church. Because Pentecost is, of course, the understanding and celebration of the launching of the original church. It's an amazing story. And Pentecost is a traditional time where we confirm members, new members in the church, which we have two confirmations this morning. I'm so delighted for, and uh, you will be too, as you see how uh, blessed we are. 
to have these two young people join us in the fight for uh, building the kingdom. So I want everybody to be comfortable, spread out. If you're uh, with your family, just stay away from other families. And uh, I guess if you're kissing all the time, you can go ahead and sit together, even if you're not in the same family. <laughs> Listen, let's talk about this. And let me explain really, really carefully. Where are my two candidates for uh, confirmation? Where are they? Uh-huh. Okay, I want you especially to uh, be listening. But this is one of the things that happens during the confirmation uh, is we all join with them as their family and their supporters. In it's it's kind of like uh, AA, we're their supporters, right? In this ordeal they go through, which is becoming a kingdom builder, fully matured, is, it takes time. Uh, one of the things I'm going to have them do is come up and examine the sword that sits on our altar so that they can remind themselves going in that they will be swinging the sword of the Spirit in building this kingdom. It's, uh, it's a lot of hard work, but there's tremendous gratification in doing that. Anyway, so that's what happens. Now, there's a timetable to God's plan, and, and you can see it so clearly in our readings today, and it's important that you understand this simple plan. Because if you're going to join into it, like these two candidates today are, you want to know what, what you're joining up for and what's the significance. So, you know, I come to church anyway, what, what the heck's the difference? Well, the difference is we want you to be fully functioning members of the church, all right? So today's gospel takes us pretty far back into Jesus' ministry, long before the end and the, the beginning of the church. But it's important because it sets the pace. It says in John chapter 7, <clears throat> On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. So Jesus again makes this huge statement delineating what you will be given and equipped with. All you need, you'll never thirst, just come to me, he says. But then it clarifies this, but this he spoke concerning the Spirit, because it said, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus had not yet been glorified. Okay? So Pentecost happens. We, we, we move forward and we see Jesus following this pre-designated plan of God, this line, this timeline delineated, right? Uh, one of the interesting facets, just to regress for a moment, in uh, studying Jesus' conversation when he stood before Pilate, just prior to being judged, condemned, and crucified, is that it certainly appears that Jesus is kind of setting the direction of the conversation. Now you go and you look at that, what you see is that Pilate's doing everything he can to let Jesus go. 
And Jesus is just short of demanding that Pilate proceed with the condemning sentence. How odd, unless you see who's really in charge of the world and of time and of our lives, and that's God. Not Pilate, not the Jews who, can, who uh, crucified him and the Romans, but God's in charge. So Jesus wins the argument as we watch his timeline go, and he's murdered on the cross. He dies, temporarily that is, just as planned, just as planned, Jesus rises in three days and he begins re-recruiting his disciples and the followers who were to be. And in John twenty seventeen, that's where he comes into the room where the uh, disciples are. He lays hands on them and he breathes into them the authority that now will establish the church. So now he's got the officers of the church are all in place, the apostles, no longer disciples, but now apostles. Even with the laying on of his post-resurrection godly hands, he tells them they have to wait. Now that's the wonderful thing, is God's in no hurry. And so just even the two young people that are confirmed here, wait. That doesn't mean you've got to go out and do anything. It says, those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength and they'll rise up with wings as eagles. And they won't sink, but they'll soar. So waiting's a big part of the game, but wait, you know, I've preached on this before, is an active word. There's something to waiting. There's an anticipation. There's a further development. You know, uh, I've had the extraordinary privilege of meeting several members of SEAL teams. And you can't imagine how many members of the SEAL teams never had, they never did anything, except they trained and they practiced. And then you go from that to the other extreme of the guys who ended up killing the head of Al-Qaeda. So... That's, that's our life too. We have to be constantly, even when we're in the waiting mode, we have to be willing to prepare. That's what we did with these two young people for confirmation. They were preparing. I'm going to ask them very difficult questions, and they better have the answers. <laughs> All right. So he lays hands on him in that upper room, and then he says, wait, just hold on, and uh, he's gone again. He's gone again. What's going on? But on top of that, he does ascend, and he's glorified fully, and they're just waiting around. You think they're confused? Yeah, they're probably confused. I found that my walk with the Lord is confusing. You know, that's why I have... Men who have raised me up, fathers in the ministry. I have a group of men who who uh, surround me and uh, help me at every level that I govern in the church, in the diocese, on the national level, on the international level, because it can be confusing. And in the counsel of many is wisdom and strength and safety, it says in Proverbs. 
So that's where we are today. We're following this uh, this curve. And what happens is uh, we show up at Pentecost and everything blossoms. Pentecost is the beginning when thousands of members are instantly added to these disciples and their few followers, and we have a church. And we've had the church for 2,000 years. And we are doing what they did 2,000 years ago. That's what you need to see. Okay? Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. Now, that is an exceptionally important principle. If you want to have a strong family, if you want to have a strong baseball team, if you want to have a strong nation, you have to be in one accord. Wherever there is division, the enemy is having a heyday. Now, unfortunately, when you look at our nation today, it's a very, very divided nation. And that's why we need to pray for our nation. But even in the church, there is division sometimes. And uh, Scripture even refers to that division, in, and it says that uh, there must be division, that those who are approved might be shown and proven of God. So that's not a good thing. It's what something we should work to eliminate, but it's an ever-present problem in the world and in life. And it can be used as everything that God allows for his glory. Amen? All right, so back to today. It says, Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and filled the whole house where they sitting. Then there appeared to, to them divided tongues as of fire. One sat upon each of them. Now if you look to the rear at the icon over our entrance, if you haven't ever looked at that's a picture of it. That is a, a uh, orthodox icon very famous one of the church. You see Mary in the middle. Okay, Mary, why would she represent the church? We don't worship Mary. Mary's a picture of a pregnant woman, and, and, and the, the church is within her womb being birthed. So they use a woman. What better woman than the mother of God? Okay, okay. And then we have, count the guys, there's 12 of them, those original disciples. And it's just a picture for us of what's going on. Above it all, you see this. That's not a quail. (laughs) Y'all, you hunters. That's a dove. And the dove represents the Holy Spirit coming upon them and birthing the church experience. All right. So today, we see that this is an organism. It's not an organization. It's not a society, it's not a social club, because it's created to fulfill God's purposes and to build His kingdom. And today we're going to copy that original Pentecost experience as we add members to our part of the army, right here, right now, Pentecost Sunday 2020. Now listen. 
It says we're members, each one of us, each gifted, anointed, and called to a special function and place in the church. You're not called to just take up a pew. Now, you might be like Mother Mia. She's retired. But she worked her whole life building the kingdom. And she was, she was a leader in doing that. She was a wife of a minister. And they spent their whole life building and building and building and building. But I'm sure she's still ready to be instant in season and instant and out because it's in her to be that. It's instant. It's inside of her. And I'm sure it all began at her confirmation. We're not here to just simply sit and listen. And get, we're here to give. We're here to be counted, to stand tall, to excel in whatever it is we're asked to do for God and His kingdom. We're kingdom builders, each one of us. Purpose from the foundation of the world, intrinsically designed, imagine that, and built by God Himself, birthed and set loose eventually as these two are today, to become our own man, our own woman in Christ, and to fulfill our destiny for God. If you're not living for God, you're not living. You're just out there paddling around. That's who you are. And that is who God is releasing today, right here, right now, before God and ma'am, How do I know? How do I know? Because in Ephesians, Paul tells the whole story. And just very quickly, we're going to read through it, and then we're going to get on with what it is we're called to do here. So I, a prisoner of the Lord, appeal to you to live a life worthy, he begins. Worthy of the calling of which you have been called, you, each one of you. That is, to live a life that exhibits godly character, moral courage, personal integrity, and mature behavior. A life that expresses gratitude to God for your very salvation. He says, and with all humility and gentleness, with patience, in other words, maintaining self-control, bearing one another in love. So the place that the church begins is you come up here and you step and you get you get the, the free Bible today. You get the, uh, the anointing that comes upon you as being a confirmed member of his army. But then you're expected to do something. And number one of what you're expected to do is to begin exhibiting and giving Christ's love to each other. You know, he has no unreasonable expectations here. And he knows our limitations. That's why he said, "Love, just love your neighbor as you love yourself. And that's a challenge. It has been for me. (laughs) But I'm still working at it. All right, so here he goes. They're together. They're getting ready. And Paul tells us, 
with all humility and gentleness, bearing one another with love. Make every effort to keep the oneness of the Spirit and the bond of peace. That's that unity he's speaking of again. Each individual working together to make the whole successful. See, each one of you have a purpose. It's unto heaven, and it's slightly different than whoever you're sitting next to. One of the great frustrations of the church is you have those ministries out there who are just appeasing and allowing people to just sit there and fill their pews and say, boy, ain't we successful? We bring in tens of thousands of people. Or we have the ministries that are unwilling to help people find what it is God's called them to do and do it. And so you got people just trampling over each other, trying to do the other guy's ministry he was never called to do. I think we're all probably guilty of this to some extent, but I just thank God again that I grew up in a particular era we called the discipleship movement, and there was a real emphasis on listening to those who've gone before you, and I was directed my whole life into what it was that God was calling me to be, never, ever, ever, ever imagining at the beginning I would ever end up here. I began coming because I had great needs that I wasn't solving, and I came to get. I came to get my salvation. I came to get my act together. But the whole time, his plan was to make me a servant of the Most High God. And it's the same plan for each one of you. And so it says... When he ascended on high, he led captives captive, and he bestowed gifts on men and women. So Christ himself gave, Christ himself, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, to equip his people for the works of service so that the body of Christ might be built up. And that's as simple as I can make it. You see, right there in that little passage of Ephesians, the whole process. And if you take those other simple scriptures, you see how Jesus develops his core group, puts, breathes authority into them and the organization that will be the church, the organism, because it's alive. It's not just a bunch of rules. It's just not offices that you fulfill, but it's live people who are doing real things that are anointed and gifted and expressing the Holy Spirit into the world. First in each other, and then into the world. One of the hardest and one of the greatest gifts, but you hardly ever see is the gift of evangelism. Man, I'll tell you, it's just the most amazing expression of the Holy Spirit. I had the privilege one time of <clears throat> being in a uh, Billy Graham, uh, what did he call those? And uh, it's just so amazing when he began speaking because there's a tremendous anointing, this Holy Spirit presence that the whole atmosphere of this convention center, it just turned from rigid coldness 
into the warmth. And the Holy Spirit went, woof. And he talks. You can barely see him. He's like an ant down there. He's so small because it's so huge, the crowd. And he says, now, he said, you come, and you come right now, and you, you come right now and receive Jesus. And they got up and by hundreds and thousands and came before him to receive Christ. Well, you know, that same working the Holy Spirit is in each one of us. Most of us will only do it in parking lots, pubs, grocery stores, simple encounters with simple people. But it is the same privilege that we should be given these tools and these gifts that we would be allowed to be called ambassadors of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Okay, let's get on with our no dilly-dallying around. Will the uh, folks come up who want to be involved in this? The uh, candidates will now be presented. Listed by present to you, Deborah Reed and Destiny Hamadani for confirmation. Do you reaffirm your renunciation of evil? Do you renew your commitment to Jesus Christ? Will you who witness these vows do all in your power to support these persons in their life in Christ? That you. We will. Let us join with those who are committing themselves to Christ and renews our own baptismal covenant. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ. His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty from thence. Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, 
and the life everlasting. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers? I will, with God's help. Will you persevere in resisting evil, and whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord? I will, with God's help. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? I will, with God's help. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? I will, with God's help. And will you strive for justice and peace among all peoples and respect the dignity of every person, born and unborn? I will, with God's help. Let us now pray for these persons who have renewed their commitment to Christ. This thing's heavy. <laughs> Deliver them, O Lord, from the way of sin and death. Lord, hear our prayer. Open their hearts to your grace and truth. Lord, hear our prayer. Fill them with your holy and life-giving spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Keep them in the faith and communion of your holy church. Lord, hear our prayer. Teach them to love others in the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Send them into the world and witness to your love. Lord, hear our prayer. Bring them to the fullness of your peace and glory. Lord, hear our prayer. Almighty God, we thank you that by the death and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, you've overcome sin. And you brought us to yourself. And that by the sealing of your Holy Spirit, you've bound us to your service. Renew in these your servants the covenant you made with them at their baptism. Send them forth in the power of the Spirit to perform the service you set before them. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Now, before we lay hands on them, let me just ask them a couple questions here. What did uh, your parents, your godparents... And your sponsors promised for you at your baptism. My parents and godparents. My parents and godparents promised and vowed to Jesus in my name. Absolutely wonderful. The articles of the Christian faith are contained in what three creeds? The Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, and the Athanasius Creed. My gosh, these girls know more than I do. All right, <laughs> let's get on with this here. Let me see. Yeah. Strengthen, O Lord, your servant Deborah with your Holy Spirit. Empower her for your service. Sustain her all the days of her life. We have oil. <laughs> now I take this uh, worker business seriously, so I don't just anoint your head, but I anoint your hands as well. Let me see, because you're going to be workers. You're going to be workers. Amen. 
Defend, O Lord, your servant destiny with your heavenly grace, that she may continue years forever and daily increase in your Holy Spirit more and more and more until she comes to your everlasting kingdom. Almighty and ever-living God, let your fatherly hand ever be over these, your servants. Let your Holy Spirit ever be with them, and so lead them in the knowledge and obedience of your word, that they may serve you in this life and dwell with you in the life to come. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Oh, I didn't slap you. Ah, I've never had just two girls, so I don't feel like slapping. <laughs> the peace of the Lord be always with you. And with your spirit. Turn and greet your neighbor with the peace. Here girls. Everybody say hi, but don't shake their hand. <laughs> Go first. I just had a quick word this morning. I've been praying the last couple of days about all the stuff going on in our nation and like, Lord, what can we do? Because, you know, we need to be a light to the people around us. And if you were listening to the reading this morning, it just so clarifies that in Christ we are one race. And there is no division when we're in Christ. We're all the body of Christ. And um, our son, Christian, has a lot of friends that are of African-American descent. He plays on the football team. And so he has some true concerns about everything going on around us. And so I've been praying for several days, like, Lord, what can we do? What can we do? And I'm not really hearing anything. And this morning, I woke up and I'm, like, making the bed. You know, the Lord speaks to you at weird times. <laughs> you know, I wasn't even thinking about that. And he just dropped this scripture in my heart that he put in my heart at the beginning of this whole COVID thing. And it was, and interestingly enough, before I left for church, I was listening to Pandora worship music and a song came on with the title was from this scripture. Then I get here and I pick up a Bible because I didn't bring my own Bible. And it's not the usual hymn that we have, or the usual Bible we have in our pews, and it actually has the scripture in bold. So I think it was the Lord saying, you need to speak that word that I gave you. And the scripture is from Second Chronicles, and it says, Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and repent from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. And I think, you know, we've got to encourage each other to pray, to ask forgiveness for things we've done, known or unknown. Maybe we have contributed to the problem and ask for forgiveness and the Lord will hear from heaven and forgive our sins and heal our land. So put that out on all your social media. (laughs) Good word. Well, I just came up here to do, you guys have 
probably seen on our live stream the announcements. I'm so happy to have you all back here. I'm really excited about that. We are going to continue at least this week with our virtual online presence for our home groups. And we will just keep your ears open because there will be specific direction from your home group leaders. And we'll try and make sure that we email or uh, social media out uh, if there are any changes. And we look forward to the opportunities to continue to start fellowshipping with you. And I've covered many times how to give, of course, online, but also today we'll take our offering uh, during the offertory uh, song. So if the deacon can come up and say our prayer. We'll continue. If you have a physical offering, please come to the center. Father Powell will have the bag and you can drop it off instead of passing it around. As we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's word by engaging with him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us. Together, through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. But do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God.
morning and I was so excited <laughs> and I realized how uh, absent makes the heart grow fonder, how much I uh, really missed uh, being back together again. We we're so fortunate, we we're so blessed to be God's children and uh, when asked that question that Mia raised, my answer is be the church. Just be the church. Be a light in the darkness. Jesus came for the least, the lost, and the lonely. When you watch those uh, reports out there, people burning down cities and fighting with each other and the police... Believe me, they're lost. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through Jesus Christ... In fulfillment of his true promises, the Holy Spirit came down on this day from heaven, lighting upon the disciples to teach them and to lead them into all truth, uniting peoples of many tongues in the confession of one faith, and giving to your church the power to serve you as a royal priesthood and to preach the gospel to all nations. And so with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory and join in their unending hymn of praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Lord, you are holy indeed, the fountain of all holiness. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts to make them holy, so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he was given up to death, the death he freely accepted, he took bread and he gave you thanks. He broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was entered, he took the cup. Again, he gave you thanks and praise. He gave the cup to his disciples and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Let us therefore proclaim the mystery of our faith. 
Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and to serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch, Craig, our Bishop Douglas, and with all the clergy. Remember those for whom we now pray. Olivia, Connie, Susan, Carl, Serena, Naomi, Rachel, Nadia, Kyle, Sonia, Sandra, Maria, Karen, David and Darcy, Tammy, the Rich family, Wayne and Spencer, the Marines and Sailors of Camp Pendleton. Other names may be added. The Pepin family. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken. As we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles, the martyrs, with St. Michael and all thy saints. May we praise you in union with him and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him, with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Jesus taught us to call God our Father, and so we have the courage to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ, our Passover, sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. Lamb of God. You take away the sins of the world. Grant us thy peace. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you. Feed on them in your heart with thanksgiving. Amen. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. The body of Christ. Huh? Yeah, as soon as we get done up here.
Where are those two young ladies that I uh, confirmed? You, you, you guys come up here too and pray with us. We're going to put you to work right now. It's one of our strapping young men, Luke. He's going away to the Air Force to defend our country. Can't ask for more than that out of a man, I'll tell you. And so we're just going to anoint him for the work that he'll be doing and what God's called him to do. Come up here, Victor. Let's all lay hands on him. Father, mother, come on, girls. I want to show you this here. Look at this. See? See, that thing's... That's, that's the real deal, man. We're all called to carry one of these, but he's, he's got to uh, really replicate uh, carrying two swords, the sword of the Spirit and an actual sword. So he defends himself and us against the, the wiles of the enemy. Lord, we just pray a protection over him. We send him forth, not just alone, but, Lord, as our and your anointed sent on this mission, Lord, we pray you watch over him closely and guide him. Let him be a light in the darkness, Lord. And we just pray for the courage of David to just rise up from his heart. In Jesus' Amen. mighty name, Amen. Amen. Okay. Good. Eleven years ago, I asked the Lord to help me be a better Christian. And he told me I needed to enlist in the military. It was the craziest thing I ever heard. But along the way, I've met the love of my life. I found the love of Christ, I found the peace of Christ, and I found the blessedness of His Spirit. And I bless, I bless you today, and I pray all of those things for you. Amen. 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 As a thankful people of God, we pray, Eternal God, God Heavenly God, Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Say, Michael, the archangel, defend us in the battle and be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world seeking the ruin of our souls. And as to you, remember, God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's sins against him, and he loves you. He's forgiven you. He's not mad at you. And best of all, He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.